Welcome everybody. Welcome to the podcast. May this be a a beautiful few moments together. A new beginning for all of us, including myself. (laughs) I'm so proud of myself that today I've kept it together. (laughs) They threw everything at me today. I started the day in such a deep place and um, really such a deep place and whenever you go digging deep and you dive deep to grab the pearls at the bottom of the ocean which means sinking deep into yourself you can be sure the world is going to test you to see if it's real so they threw everything at me but I made it here smiling and uh Happy that we're all together. How's the sound? I, I worked really hard to get this camera fixed. Um, let everybody know when I start singing how the sound is. And let us all start off with just a constant reminder of... Let me raise this a little bit. People want to see that my head's not cut off. How is that? Can we get a little bit more? That's okay. That's pretty good. Let's start off with... I like to say this a few times a day when I wake up. I think this has everything in it. Anyone from any religion, no religion, believer, non-believer, whatever you are, can say peace, love, and joy. I am awake and free, gratefully. God is me right here, right now. Blissful to be separate bodies. Overlapping minds, one soul, that is our reality. remind ourselves there's nothing that can't be fixed nothing that can't be healed no pain that cannot be removed it doesn't mean it's instant it doesn't mean that it's not hard but all of this comes from a false belief that this physical world is something more than an illusion As soon as we get caught into outside thoughts about outside objects, thinking our happiness might come from some person, something, then we're going to be in trouble. So today we're going to go deep into actually trying to get practical advice on how we can really be right there. as the axle in the middle, as the world is the spokes spinning around and we are remaining calm, neither excited 
by the good news or the bad news. Just kind of witnessing it, like a people who go to the movie theater, and you witness the movie, you watch the movie, but even though you might get a little bit involved and you enjoy it, you don't actually become the characters in the movie, you just witness it. So the healthy way to go through this life is kind of witnessing your own movie. Also, someone asked if today we could read from a text of some book that I use for some of my spiritual growth over the years. There's many different books and many different paths. So I picked something out that we're going to read a little bit and, and, and discuss it together. But let's just let me play a little bit here and, and uh, see. Let, give me some thumbs up if the voice and the music is steady, hopefully and uh, if the sound is clear, okay? Let's do a little bit of going to the back porch, which was always my expression for being the axle, watching the world just kind of pass by. Anyone remember what album Back Porch is on? It's on uh, one of the albums, maybe Inside's Out, I don't remember. Happy, so what everybody said, yeah, to keep on running around the bed, keep on running to the big dead end. But I'm sitting on the back porch, happy I'm serving the Lord, knowing I am. Everybody chasing them imaginary things And they keep on running around the bend And they keep on running to the big dead end But I'm sitting on the back porch Happy I'm serving the Lord I am Give a smile now. The first thing we're going to empty out with a smile, no matter what was, it was. Whatever will be, the best you can do is smile right now. Smiling is a little bit of surrendering to understanding that no one understands, no one knows. But you go with the flow, and whatever comes is what's supposed to come. 
So surrender with a smile. <laughs> it's always so much better. <laughs> okay, even we have to force it out. Okay, uh, let me know, um, everybody. Great to see you. I answer everybody's comments back later on. Great to see everybody from all the countries here, and um, I'm really excited. Been working on a lot of new albums. We have a, a whole bunch of new stuff coming out. Studio stuff. So uh, an awesome uh, Neil Young tribute that we actually did before this whole Neil Young thing started about three weeks ago. Um, we recorded a live show, which is some a tribute to Neil Young with also our own original music together in the same vein style as Neil Young that we're releasing soon. Then we have our own um, live album called Close to You which with original music with some good covers there. And uh, and then uh, we're also going to do, uh, it's a, um, a total acoustic album, Laser Lloyd, singer-songwriter, and I'm in the midst of finishing all those while we're touring around and uh, keeping our smile amongst the challenges because we are having no expectations in this life and we are trying to be, to gain wisdom and true wisdom as we know is desirelessness. Desirelessness is the key to wisdom. And as we said last week, that's easily said, and we can surrender in a second, and we can, in this moment, be completely redeemed and enlightened if we just become, without trying, for one second, one split second, no thoughts of past, future, achievement, to do just to undo and just totally be your natural self be aware of what is witnessing beyond consciousness here coming through you when we at the same time said to get that wisdom which is desirelessness the majority of us have been conditioned with a lot of desires where the world has convinced us that our happiness which is our natural state is going to somehow come from external accomplishments, failures and successes, which are not ours. That is ego. When we say we succeeded, that's ego. When we say we failed, that's also ego. We are just letting it manifest whatever I am that I am is, which is the line of all the philosophers, all the religions, they come to the conclusion that that line in the Bible is the best we can describe what it is. I am that I am, meaning everything that is, that is existing, is what it is. And let's play some music so we can get even more confused because a little confusion is bad news, but total confusion is smiling. So if anyone's feeling a little confused, that's going to be a frown. So just go with me and let's get totally confused. <laughs> and then we will totally be convinced that we know nothing. And then we can just be and we will be so happy if we do that. But that takes a lot of humbling. Oh, one of my favorite songwriters is here. The singer is Dougie McGuire. How's everybody in Ohio, Doug? Blessings to everyone from the Holy Land. When your pride has been swallowed 
and all your slaves have been freed when all your heroes have been followed maybe then you look for me and when you're down And when you're down on your knees And when your last word's been spoken Maybe then you look for me Maybe place to search is only within, the search within. And that search within, to each one it is something unique. And that is what causes all, uh, many of the problems of the world where people are not realizing 
that the way they are perceiving that oneness of the I am that I am within themselves, it's like a zebra giving a monkey the zebra's vision of the world through the zebra brain. And the monkey says, are you crazy? Because the monkey goes up on the treetops and swings around and sees it in different ways. But the zebra says, are you crazy? You've never crossed over that river and been thousands of of miles from here where we migrate. You don't know what I've seen. And they are not realizing that the zebra's view is uniquely correct for the zebra. And the monkey's view is uniquely correct for the monkey. But if a monkey tries to make the zebra see the world as a monkey, it won't be good for the monkey or the zebra, and vice versa. And so each of us, we, when we experience that inner search of becoming desirelessness, which is the ultimate wisdom, which is self-knowledge, which is what happens when my mind is not convincing me that my happiness is anywhere but my true nature when left alone. Then I can be peacefully in the world, either not doing or doing, yet in a silent mode, because there's no explanation, ex- expectations, and there's no yearning because there's no desire. So just this moment becomes the most beautiful moment beyond description, beyond concept, and yet how to get there and how to utilize it and how to be one with the whole and to be in that moment for all of existence that ever was, that ever will be, how to be that in the purest, purest sense. That is actually the, the, the most good you can do for yourself in the world at the moment is, is when a person learns to be in the moment they have achieved that higher wisdom of desirelessness and therefore they are not materialistic, they are not argumentative, and they are not needing to destroy the earth through constant consumerism, nor are they so concerned about borders because there's just a lot more room in the world. Let's now read, taking on suggestion, see... I don't usually read from texts because I'm constantly reading a part of the day, but I don't like to say anything that's not my eternal self. So we're going to read something here, and then we can react to it. I never tell what the books I'm reading because, you see, we have people here that we've built on this Laser Lloyd platform that I'm so proud of who are from many different belief systems and we're trying to show people how similar we are, we are and not pointing out the minor differences where the, the world of the institution has blinded you to convincing you how different everyone is and how few similarities we have. And that, that's the wrong approach. That's why the world's messed up. So here in one of my favorite books that for years I've read it many, many times and it puts me in a zone without, it just helps me be unknowing and just being and trusting my own being. 
to know, to be able to detect the ego and the desire when it arises, to be awake, constantly awake. You don't have to sit a long time with your eyes closed. Because as one of my teachers says, he says, you know, a chicken sits a long time in one place, doesn't move, but he stays a chicken. <laughs> so he says, just wherever you are, be awake. You might need to do some of that, but each person should always know. So here we go. If I'm reading from the text now, and then we can all discuss it. Okay. The cause of conflict is some fixed idea or one sided idea when everyone knows the value of pure practice we will have little conflict in our world this is the secret of our practice and the master repeats this point in his book the treasure of the true way if you understand the cause of conflict as some fixed or one-sided idea, you can find meaning in various practices without being caught by any of them. It's such a beautiful line. Um, these are things that I like to read only because I came to these conclusions, just as that song, Back Porch, just let the world sit on the back porch while the world is chasing illusion, See, some people thought when my daughters gave me my haircut, you see, my, my haircut was one of the most beautiful things I ever did in the world. I'm, I'm only telling you this because my daughters, they don't listen to, <laughs> they're not on Facebook of these generations, or I, I'm, I don't think they'll be listening to my podcast. They might in a few years from now, but they're, um, they hear it enough around the house, the things I'm saying. So, you see, my daughters, my youngest daughters, they're big, uh, 15 and 17, I was realizing they're going through a hard time at usual at this age, but with the COVID and all the lockdowns and everything. So they, I was just realizing how much, you know, they were just being so aware that dad looks so much weirder than everybody else for so long. <laughs> and so they were asking me to cut a little bit of my hair. And so I just let them do it. And so I just made a total sacrifice. It's not, doesn't matter to me what I look like or what my external is, if it has to do with something, if I can make a sacrifice for my, my kids, that they'll feel just a little bit more comfortable. You know how teenagers are very aware if mom or dad around, and, you know, whether whatever Laser Lloyd is, the way I looked for, you know, a long time, no haircut, and that's who I was, and that hat just looked like nobody. And so that's almost the hardest thing for, I guess, a kid identity crisis. And so, um, but you know, it was very weird. I had to take a lot of um, anger from a lot of different people. Uh, it was very weird. I guess people insecure in their own different ways of why they thought I had got a haircut or what I was doing. But um, the things I've been saying since the haircut and before the haircut are just an, uh, uh, the extension and continuation of the song Back Porch pretty much has everything that was written and recorded almost 10 years ago, watching, uh, sitting on the back porch, um, watching the crazy world running after no illusion. 
But anyways, that's just a little background because people want to know about the haircut all the time. And so that was one of the most beautiful things that I, um, you know, I don't ever like to talk about. The, we shouldn't, our, our good deeds, we should keep them to ourselves and they should just be for the pureness of doing it. But because so many people are always asking me, some, thinking somehow I changed my philosophy or my way just by my physical uh, appearance change, that is in uh, uh, has nothing to do with my interior. And um, this is a beautiful line that I was teaching for years. If you understand the cause of conflict as some fixed or one-sided idea, you can find meaning in various practices without being caught by any of them. Now, it's such a beautiful line, but you can only really understand that line if you've been caught <laughs> in a few of those different ways where you've seen people. If you travel around enough and if you've really been a spiritual seeker, some people might be doing their spiritual search just in one path. But, you know, I, I, I've been through many of the paths and tasted some of the paths and been in, in, in drenched in some of the paths. And you can see how there is truth in some of those paths. And yet you can see how pe some people are caught in those paths. And caught, what I mean is, let's continue on with the rest of this quote. It's just another paragraph, and it's a beautiful um, teaching here. If you do not realize this point, you will be easily caught by some particular way, and you will say, this is the way. This is perfect service. This is perfect practice. This is our way. The rest of the ways are not perfect. This is the best way. Now, I've been around so many of those type of people in each of those ways, and it reminds me of this famous college football story. I learn a lot from sports. I'm a big sports fan. That's where I grew up, and it's a uh, you know, we also have to be not attached to that. You know, if your wife says you're going to do something today and you really want to watch that football game, you got to realize that, you know, you just got to let that go. It's not that important. But uh, it comes a time you want to chill out and uh, be in the zone. But there was this famous college quarterback. You know, I'm so proud of Joe Burrow because, you know, both of these quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, extremely, for me, inspiring people, if you know both of them. One was with the Detroit Lions for many years, the, the most losing team, but he never gave up um, Stafford. And, and now he, he switched teams, and like Tom Brady, after one year switching, he's let, led his team to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, who won the national championship at LSU, started off in another college. He got really, from a famous coach, really said bad things about him. He was, wasn't even second string. And he eventually switched. He didn't give up on himself, you see? None of the good people in the world, the, the gates, they never open up to you and say, oh, you're here, great, come on in. We can't be afraid of just failure, of having the world tell us, no, you just have to believe in you. If you believe in you, that's all you need to do. And believing is you is knowing I don't, what I am is way beyond, beyond this physical body and this mind and this intellect. I have endless power within me and if I believe I'm doing good and I'm doing the thing that I'm made to be doing nothing can can stop us 
And so whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be a great thing. But so I'm going back to the this Joe Burrow. He changed colleges, but there was another college quarterback that he was on one of these schools. He was wasn't getting to start, and in mid his sophomore year, he switched over. He ended up quitting college football. Why? Because his first start with the new team, now this was the rival team from the neighboring state, at halftime in the locker room, he couldn't believe that the new coach gave almost exactly the same halftime speech that the other coach from the other college in the other state gave of why our school and our state and our values and everything, it was just switched around. It was all of a sudden, he couldn't even play. He said, oh my God, I've been caught in such small-mindedness. I'm giving myself and my body and all my energy over to make this college great for this college game. And I'm just realizing they're saying exactly the same speech in the other state, in the other college. This is This is crazy. Now, he was a very spiritual person, and I guess for some reason he grew up in a bubble, so it blew him out. Everybody else kind of realized it's a game, and everybody kind of thinks their town, their college, their state is the good guys, and other people are the bad guys. Bad guys. Now, that might be okay if it's a college football game. But, you know, it gets taken away when it goes into your religion, and it goes into your belief system. So... That's what he's saying here. Be careful if you're in some way and they're saying this is the way, this is the purpose practice. He says this is a big mistake. There is no particular way in true practice. Why? Because you should find your own way. And you should know what kind of practice you have right now. Knowing both the advantages and disadvantages of some special practice, you can practice that special way without danger. You see, for instance, let someone says being a vegetarian is, is the best practice. Even vegetarians know they have to be careful to make sure they're getting enough of certain vitamins that aren't in the vegetarian diet. No, not every standard vegetarian can eat the amount of vegetables that some of these professional athletes who are vegetarians eat on a daily basis to make up for the different proteins and vitamins. So they have to know the advantages and the disadvantages. It's the same thing in all of our systems because you see, some people are successful with very intellectually based systems and that works for them. Whereas the intellectually based system really has disadvantages because the truth is that which can't be explained. And so if you're looking through the truth only with the intellect and you don't know how to go beyond it, then that practice will be, that intellect will become a stumbling block for you. And so many of the prophets, when I say prophets, I say the holy people who were really the lighters of truth who for throughout the generations people know their names and know them as real truth they would always seek out the total simple person who was not 
stuck in his intellect, in his learning, because those people think they know everything and they can never grasp that which is beyond, which is the being beyond description. So, But now the people who are anti-intellect, anti-learning, just the experiencing, let's say, the non-thinking um, about the world, just the experience, the inner being, sometimes those people are lacking the tools to just do the daily things you need to do to get along in life, to get along with other people, to build a society, and then it makes it can make your 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 life extremely more complicated than if you would just spend a little bit of time knowing a little bit of intellectual ways of some reading some knowledge that would help you go through experience of different things in the world that you could apply so it's that balance so every every way we have to know it has its advantages and you have to know the advantages and disadvantages of your own practice do never think that your practice is the perfect practice. It might be perfect for you, but know about good morning to everybody uh, uh, from Arkansas I see here. I just mentioned that because a good buddy of mine told me he just bought it some place. He's making some hippie farm out in Arkansas. Who knows? You might hear that I, I moved out to Arkansas soon. But anyway, we're going to play some music soon. I'm just finishing up here. I hope you're enjoying this. This was someone suggesting to read from some text. If someone wants to know what the book is, I tell everyone privately because I never tell anyone what to do, what not to do because every good doctor knows that just because two people come in with a very bad chest cold, you can't give them the same antibiotic. You have to ask them what is their medical history, what is, it, what is their makeup? What are they feeling? You have to look at them, see them. You can't recommend the same thing. So I never recommend anyone what to do. What I give the, tell them what works for me, what might work for you. But I've seen a lot of people being successful doing a lot of different things as long as they stay healthy and know the advantages and disadvantages of their own practices and respect the practices of others. Knowing both the advantages and disadvantages of some special practice, you can practice that special way without danger. But if you have a one-sided attitude, this is reading from the text, you will ignore the disadvantage of the practice, emphasizing only its good part. So if you're a vegetarian and you rightfully so are feeling that you're not harming any creature in the world, let's face it, it's not a simple thing. To eat meat, to eat fish, um, you ha we have to have that sensitivity. You know, uh, a very moving story of one of my teachers who had lived about 70 years ago, he passed away. And he had lived out in some place that was, I guess, a lot of wildlife in the jungle, in the mountains. And there was a few snakes in the area, and one time he heard... A dangerous snake had come close and, and some of the students beat the snake and killed it. And, and, and he told them, you have no idea how much pain I went through when you're throwing that snake around and beating. You have no idea how much pain that made to me. But they said, it's a dangerous snake. He said, it's not a dangerous snake. This was his place first. You moved here. 
The snake won't do anything to you if he doesn't think you're going to do something to it. If it feels you have a scrambled mind and you're running around and restless, it will sense the movement of the blood. But if you're a calm soul, the snake will come and go. And they've seen, witnessed him have the snakes come around, not do anything to him and move on. So that's an extreme story, but we should always remember to get back that sensitivity that, you know, if we're going to eat meat, you know, <laughs> maybe just one time to go see uh, what a, what it is like when the cows go into the slaughtering house, when they actually know, they actually know they're going to be slaughtered. That is not a simple thing. And, and I'm not a vegetarian and I was for years, and I go in and out. I try to eat as less meat as possible, but I'm not going to lie to anyone that I'm a strict vegetarian. I try to do that, but I there's uh, sometimes it's the only food I'm served, or I'm at someone's house. I don't like to inconvenience people, so if it's there, sometimes I will eat it. But it's not without really thinking about it. So at the same time, a person has to know if I'm a vegetarian, I have to understand what vitamins are might my, my, my body not be getting. Today also there's a big problem with eating meat and, and, and poultry is that it's just shot with so many unhealthy things. So much disease is coming from all these unhealthy things that the animals are shot up with to keep them plump. And it's a really bad scene. The world we have to keep keep our sensitivity at the same time, knowing the disadvantages. So, um, knowing both the advantages and disadvantages of some specific, some special practice, you can practice that special way without danger. But if you have a one-sided attitude, you will ignore the disadvantage of the practice, emphasizing only its good part. Now, I would say that also, you know, let's say I know a lot of different religious people, doesn't matter which religion, that have these um, overly modest dress codes, overly modest um, codes of living behavior, separation of men and women, where maybe, okay, okay, yes, when you watch what goes on in TikTok and how millions and millions of young children are possessed by that and influenced by what I would say is, you know, lowly level of living by watching all these people half-dressed doing all these dance moves. Okay, you could make a, a statement saying there might be an advantage to these societies that are taking up modest dress codes and modest living. But the problem is that a lot of times they come into problem with what do you do when you leave your inner circle? You don't know how to get along with the rest of the world. You know, that happens to a lot of these people. If it could be a Buddhist monk on the mountain in the monastery, he's okay. As soon as he goes into the middle of, uh, you know, Bangkok or Delhi, he doesn't know what to do. It can be an Orthodox Jew. It could be, well, you know, one of these Orthodox Christians in some, you know, place out in Oklahoma, and then all of a sudden he's in Oklahoma City, and he's in a different environment. And so every advantage has a disadvantage. 
Eventually, you will discover the worst side of the practice and become discouraged when it is too late. That's what is said here will happen. But if you, if you have one-sided attitude, you will ignore the disadvantage of the practice, emphasizing only its good part. Eventually, you will discover the worst side of the practice and become discouraged when it is too late. This is silly. We should be grateful that the ancient teachers point out this mistake. So we're pointed out very early on to be careful not to be one-sided. I would say that would go very well also for our political beliefs. doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to have your unique political belief but you should always you know a lot of times I tell people before you take a stance maybe try to take an issue and try to fully think out what is the other side thinking and you know maybe there's nothing wrong if there's a few people like me and you that we can actually understand what both sides are saying without really saying we don't with, without saying we for sure know what's right or wrong you know maybe a little bit let me do the confused people of the world who will smile in their confusion could save the world a lot of suffering and pain because you know as strange as it is my friends from russia i played in moscow two times i went on tour there i'm asking them what's going on with this russian Ukrainian situation and you won't believe it but what we're fed in the West of what the version of how bad Putin is and how good the Ukraine is and the West is what they're fed is something totally different and they totally feel that the NATO is an, is, is imposing it on their borders and they have a totally different ver- vision and version so even my smart friends in Russia who don't like Putin, when it comes to this Russian pride, they have a totally different thing. That it, I spend a half hour with them on the phone, and all of a sudden I'm saying, man, this is totally different than what I was thought by reading the various news sources that I went through. So sometimes just try to get, try to, even if you decide to take a side an issue, try to understand what might be wrong with your decision like I I, I I gotta tell you this is something I really blows my mind I have no problem in understanding people who were really into Donald Trump or might still think Donald Trump's okay because they wanted someone out of the system and they wanted someone pro-America and they thought his policies would be good for the economy and that he had some good ideas in terms of foreign policy. But I cannot understand the people who don't want, who want to ignore how detrimental his rhetoric is to the fabric of a nation when, when younger children are listening to, to, to the belligerent type of speech. That even if his, even if his policies would be good and the economy would be good, 
do we want to speak to each other like that on the streets? I mean, so, so I, but then I have people that said, you know what, Laser, I really don't like the way Donald Trump speaks. And I think he did a lot of things that are real sketchy, but I don't think the people on the other side are any better. So even though I'm choosing Donald Trump, I'm no fan of his. I don't think he's a moral dude. I think that it's not a proper way for our children to hear things and to discuss issues and it's not the proper way to treat people. Those people I respect. But to just say, just get on that thing where you're gonna be completely one-sided, that is, is what we're trying to avoid. We need salvation, we have salvation, but we're convinced that we don't have it because we're listening to everyone else except to the one place where it can be found, our salvation, and that's within our own beings. And so when we're listening to some other place, trying to fit into the institution, trying to please others, we are not going to have salvation. And that's what happened to me a few years back when I was broken on the road in Asheville, North Carolina. And I took out the guitar and I screamed from my inner being for that real salvation. That is the first step for healing is that surrender. With that surrender, we can totally go beyond our destiny, no matter what mistakes were made, what's supposed to happen to us. When we have that inner surrenderedness of realizing I'm not where I should be, I need some deeper light, you will be guided by the grace to that light. Well, I'm scared and I'm tired Feel I'm down to the wire I don't know where it's gonna come from My salvation I've been sober, I've been high Tried everything to get by Still I can't find no salvation There's never been this dark before Won't somebody open up the door Yes, I'm scared and I'm tired I feel I'm down to the wire
inside Hear a voice, hear a crying Crying out, yes, for some salvation But everything in this life Feels like a struggle to get by Still I can't find no salvation oh, Maybe tonight you'll be by my side I'll be yours Any questions about what we've been saying? Anyone want to ask anything or put in their input? I go through all your comments every week, and I'm just so lucky that we have this beautiful, small, but steady growing group. And thank you for everybody who, you know, we're not doing this for financial uh, benefit, even though so much thanks goes to Lots of Love Records, my record company, who keeps putting out the music at laserloid.com, and they have the Patreon there where everybody can help join. Everybody is loved here equally, no matter how much they support or don't. And thank you, everybody who is there now could share this love that we're trying to bring to the world, which is just not convincing people to be this or that, just to be more open-minded and more accepting and more humble about your own path. And um, that takes a daily, hey, Netta Cohen. Hey, I heard someone having a birthday coming soon. I have something planned. Good to see you there. Hope to see you and Yossi soon. Um, so many great people here who became fans, who became friends, who became family. And the truth is, like Kathy Ratcliffe's note, Ratcliffe's knows, aren't we all family? Aren't we all from the same source? You know, my favorite blues musicians from Jamaica... And every song that he sang, his blues was about 
not about the woman he lost or the someone who stole his money. It was about why is it so hard for the world to understand that we are one family, we are we are one blood, we are one piece of that essence. That's what that's the fight we need to do. But the fight we need to do is by becoming one, becoming that love, and 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 that we have to do like we spoke last week is like the ox pulling through the mud, plowing through. We have to slowly get ourselves out of our, attached to who our, what our exterior is and what other people's exterior. And when we experience our own interior, then we know it is one with the interior of all existence, all beings. Um, so we were all family. And so thank you all for helping out on thelazeloid.com, anyone who can help us out on the Patreon. You're spreading the love. You guys have been spreading the music. You guys have been doing it. We are avoiding any of the major uh, business elements of the music business going straight to the people. That's what it's been for many years. That was the decision I made and stuck to it. And I'm glad we've been doing it and uh, spread around the world. And keeping it simple, not over producing things, just trying to get the essence out. And... Um, so Let's not forget that the real virus that's been going around, that's been super dangerous, killing millions of people way before COVID, it has two names. Hatred, and hatred comes from ignorance. So let's remember that the real disease that we all need to fight and to get the vaccine, the vaccine for ignorance and hatred is self-knowledge. Self-knowledge comes from experiencing your being when your mind is stilled and you ask yourself that question which does not come back in a conceptualized fixed answer. Who am I? What am I? What is my essence? What is my source? What is it there when I'm sleeping that 
is there? What is it there when I'm dreaming that is there? What is it there when I'm awake that is there? What it is there that will be there when my body will not be there? What is that? And that is the true vaccine that can own, that is the only vaccine. Now you have to take it multiple times every day. You have to go to a deeper level. Who am I? When those thoughts come up, trace them. What is this ego that's giving these external thoughts of wanting, yearning, desire that are creating my unhappiness, my roller coaster of roller coaster of highs and lows, yearning for expectations and certain goals that keep me from going up and down which cause me to reacting to other people up and down, which causes me not to be able to love people with an even flow. So we have to ask ourselves, maybe you'll see me a little better like this, let's see. You have to ask yourself, have I taken the vaccine, the real vaccine from the most dangerous virus that the world has, the most dangerous virus that the world has ever seen? It's a two-step virus. It's called hatred and ignorance. It's the source of all conflict, the source of all war. It is the most, it's the highest death rate since the beginning of the world. It's called hatred and ignorance. And the only way that you can heal that is you have to take the vaccine of open-mindedness, emptiness, emptying yourself out, asking, who am I? What is running this being? If a Hitler would have just sat there and said, what exactly am I doing? If he would have been able to face his being, his inner pain, if he would have been able to face it and known the source and, and, and ask the source of it, he would not have been able to create such pain for so many millions. It could be the angry guy at work who just doesn't remember when his father gave him verbal abuse when he was a small child about how clumsy he was or bad he was or just didn't get feel loved and that anger is in him and that's why he's the angry dude at work. But he hasn't been able to go back into his source to just sit there and trace it back. So he's been paying, you know, how many thousands of dollars each year to psychoanalysis and all these psychologists and all these doctors giving him medicines that have not fixed him. Because the ultimate medicine, the ultimate fixing is learning to witness your thoughts and still them by asking them, who is having these thoughts? And you say, me. And you say, who is the me? The me is the I. What is the I? Is it the ego thought? Or is it the pure natural happiness thought? And you have to know yourself. And then you have to get to the state of waiting until those thoughts become calm. 
like the sky clearing from the clouds. Okay, even in the blue sky, you know there might come another cloud. The thoughts can come, but you're not worried about it because you know that thought is not going to control you. You, as soon as it comes up, will say, what is the source? And you can trace back your ultimate original nature. And then you will be absorbed in the beingness. And that is the key, to be in the beingness. So let's play a new song. It's called Be. Thank you for being together, everybody. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for helping support Lots of Love Records on laserloid.com. I want to keep this free all the time. And so they've agreed to do this over all the years. If I could make all the concerts free and give all the the records away for free, I would do that too. Just need enough to support my wife and five children and two grandchildren. And, uh, you know, put some food on the table. Not looking for anything more than that. And um, always asking Laser, who are you, Laser? What what do you need today? What, what can you slowly be the ox in the mud pulling through getting out of that neediness and being in the zone is so beautiful that just being without concept just that being then you can go into one of the days like I did today where everything became unexpected and everything didn't work the way I thought it should and I was so happy to see that laser was able to stay in the middle as the axle while the spokes are spinning because wh where, what am I going to get anyway if it all goes the way I planned? What are you going to get and hold on to? You have to lose attachment because nothing, none of these external things last forever. You can't base your happiness on that. It doesn't make sense. Face the reality just to be in the beautiful gift of this moment which is the only true reality. Mm -hmm. 